coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. We went down into the kind of ice caves and as we came out, um, they'd set up a picnic lunch on top of the glacier. I'm picturing someone that's ruined that room, at least for their nostrils. Strange sitting naked where someone's been sat naked. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to RSVP. I'm Callum Zilietto and this is the podcast for events and travel professionals looking for some inspiration and, well, a lot of fun. And there is no one more fun than Amy Dawkins. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. You are from Penguins. Yes. And we've been on, I feel like, a number of trips. The most memorable one, of course, would be our recent trip to the Bahamas together. Yep. You're a lot of fun. (laughs) <laughs> oh, thanks. I could say the same about you. Oh, that's good. You sound almost surprised. You're like, oh, me? Fun? <laughs> you are. You I think are. you have to be to be in this industry, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. And particularly the kind of mutual friends that we have as well, I think that's indicative of the type of kind of fun, quirky, creative personality that you have. So I'm very excited to have you on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. I've, I've tried to get you on this podcast a few times. We were just and... too busy having fun in the Bahamas to to do this yeah so there's no time we'll to do it in recording. new york instead shall we <laughs> exactly exactly we are actually in new york um at the site global conference so the fact that we're here is just another added perk so the first part of rsvp yep. is the r which stands for rant okay now as fun and as bubbly as you are this is your opportunity to get up on your soapbox and complain about something in the industry what is your rant my rant is how short lead times clients expect at the moment and how it means I'm working every hour under the sun to fulfill very unrealistic expectations. Um, and I know it's affecting everybody, but it doesn't seem to be easing up. And it's just relentless. And I'm tired. <laughs> you sound it. You sound it. Do you want to just lie down? Yeah, I think I need a nap. I think you need to lie down. I, I'm so happy that everything's back and incentives are back and um, we're all really busy. But, uh, yeah, the expectations and the turnaround times at the moment are just unrealistic. Um, and, yeah, I'm sure it's having a huge impact on everyone, but, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely grating my... What, just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. just grating it's you. grating me. Do you, do you think it's because people have forgotten how much time you need uh because there was that gap and so they're like oh yeah you can turn this around in a week or do you think there's other pressures that are are kind of because particularly with an incentive you would have thought that you know just by the nature of what they are there to do that lead times should be should be longer yeah i think people are still a bit nervous about booking things and especially with incentives it's a perception thing so they can't be seen to be spending loads of money if we're going into a recession or uh, the company hasn't performed as well etc and then I think they realize they've got the budget and they're like oh actually we probably should do something but like we want to do it in September or like I'm working on a proposal for an incentive in four weeks 
like you would we would normally work on an incentive in 18 months time like yeah that's crazy. crazy and it doesn't have the same impact because you're not actually incentivizing anyone it's it, i guess it's more recognition right you're re- rewarding someone after something's happened it's not an incentive as we know them you're not dangling the carrot no yeah and i'm a bit of a perfectionist and i to pull off something perfect in four weeks it just doesn't doesn't work and therefore you have to sacrifice something especially because you know it's meant to be a once in a lifetime experience it's supposed to be super super special so then you do want to be a bit more of a perfectionist because you want to make sure that every touch point is just right and that anybody that does qualify from from point one to point ten they're 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 loving it and they're blown away so that's yeah i i feel for you that's yep. Yeah. That's my rant. You can see in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. You're literally like, help inside. me. <laughs> so the next part of the podcast is the S, which stands for stories. And that is, of course, a three-parter. The first story that I would like to hear from you is your most memorable destination experience. So I think I wrote about this in um, my CNIT A-lister bio. Because you are, of course, uh, one of our inaugural incentive A-listers. Did you like how I just dropped that in there? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) name dropped yourself. Absolutely. Um, I was very lucky to go on a farm trip to Vancouver and Whistler. I had never been to Canada before. And it was the first time that I realised how much I love my job and how we get to do some really amazing things. Um, and we flew helicopters. I didn't fly, actually. I got flown in. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully. Just in case anyone thought I was a helicopter pilot. Over a glacier, we landed on the glacier. Uh, we went down into the kind of ice caves. And as we came out, um, they'd set up a picnic lunch on top of the glacier. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely like wow. Champagne. Um, lunch. Uh, just incredible. I cried. It was just insane. We then went back into Whistler and we took over one of the suites at the uh, Four Seasons and we had a private chef and a cocktail um, specialist. It was just wow. And it always sticks out to me as the point in my career where I was like, we get to do some really cool things. And if this is how I feel, that's how I want to make other people feel when I get to do these things. And Whistler was that place for me. I've certainly come across people in the industry that are particularly jaded because they've been in the industry so long and they've almost grown numb to the experiences that we do we do get to experience, right? I hope that I never get to that, you know? I hope I don't either. And I think, as you mentioned, we, we've got to do some really cool things together. And I think as long as that passion is still there and you love to travel, I think it will always be there. Yeah. And it's great when someone else is paying for it too. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> That's that's the humbling thing, isn't it? When yeah. when I then go on holiday by myself and I'm staying in like a two star hotel, a that, hostel, a hostel, <laughs> and you know I'm very very much not getting helicopters over glaciers. Yeah. Um, it does make you kind of wish that I that I had that kind of bottomless bottomless salary that could just spend and spend and spend because some of those experiences I do w- wish I could share it with like friends and family and, yeah. and loved ones and I don't think your friends and family get it like just to stick to the helicopter theme I was meeting a friend on holiday in France and I was in a separate place on a fam trip um, and I actually it was easy to get a helicopter to where that we were meeting so I sent her a picture and I was like I'll meet you at the airport I'm getting a helicopter and she was like sorry what and I was like, it was just easier than me getting this. And she was like, that is just unrealistic. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm a bit bougie. You're, 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 you're that person now. I am you that are, person. You're the bougie copter um, girl. Yeah. And I feel sorry for anyone that ever tries to take me on holiday or book something romantic yeah. because, yeah, my expectations are a bit high now. They, yeah, they really are, <laughs> aren't they? 
The next story that I'd like you to share is mm-hmm. your most memorable hotel experience. Okay, so I recently uh, went to Amman, which I know you're going to soon. I am, and I'm yeah. very excited about it. And uh, you're about to get me more excited, yeah, I believe. Yeah, so um, we, I was very lucky to stay out in um, the desert, uh, um, one of the DMC's actual camps that they build. And I've desert experiences are great, right? But this one was just next level, like five-star desert camp. Uh, you had your own bell tent with your own bell tent toilet, um, butler service, uh, just in the middle of nowhere, no phone signal, completely switching off, beautiful food, like some of the best food I've ever eaten, um, great entertainment options, just sitting around a campfire. Um, I think for me now, when when I stay somewhere, I want an authentic experience, and that was authentic and different. Um, we, we've just said we get to stay in some really great places, but for me now it has to be something different it's not just a conference hotel that we're in now um yeah. but yeah you're gonna love Amman. It, it was amazing i i love the idea of staying in the desert i've i've done desert experiences but i've not slept in the desert mm. and i the think the stars are insane yeah that's the what i loved about quietness, it quietness like it's just i think it was the switching off for me no signal just being and it, again it was a fam trip so it wasn't even like i was with um my friends or family but being with people that you got to sit around a campfire and share experiences um yeah it was really magical yeah that's what i love about planes is that there's no phone signal when there's wi-fi on planes i'm like "Eh, nah i don't want it i don't want it i (laughs) want to be completely removed for six to twelve hours um but doing it in a more comfortable you know immersive desert environment versus economy on a on a ba flight is is slightly different you don't fly business class everywhere i thought you'd I'm not as bougie as, as you. Rider. Yeah, you, you fly helicopters and business, and I'm I'm there in in cattle class. Okay. The final story that I'd like you to share mm-hmm. is your most memorable food experience. So, I wouldn't say this experience is like the best food I've ever eaten. I just liked the concept of the whole experience. So, in Iceland, there is a I don't, I don't know if you've, you've been to a tomato farmhouse in. Iceland? I have not. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there is a greenhouse in Iceland. Um, and if you know Iceland, Iceland is very barren and like the surface of the moon. But in the middle of that is a massive greenhouse where this guy is growing all of the tomatoes that are sourced in Iceland. So you can go to the uh, farm. Um, you can do the whole tour of the how he grows his um, tomatoes he has his own bees to pollinate the um, plants etc you can pick your tomatoes and then they will go and make you fresh tomato soup or pizza with the base of the tomatoes that you've just picked and it's just so fresh and it's it's the whole experience and the guy is really passionate about what he does that whole kind of farm to table thing is really lovely and fresh tomato soup when you're cold in Iceland is very very good I as simple as it sounds, it, it's really making my mouth water because <laughs> I love a good passata. And I think maybe it's because we're in New York and I've, I've, I've already had a couple of slices of New York pizza because it is, for I that very reason, the, the tomato sauce is just mm. so good. And that's, that's possibly what I'm thinking of right now, but also coupled with being cold and, like, getting cosy and then having these, like, fresh... Yeah. To- oh, and yeah. they, they make tomato beer and tomato juice and... It's just a really cool experience. Like I say, it's not high-end at all. It's just very rustic. Um, but, yeah, some of the best tomato soup and pizza I've eaten. Tomato beer? 
Yeah, like great with the green tomatoes. You can make a beer from them. You need to go to Iceland and try it. Did you Did you try some of this tomato beer? Yeah, I'm not a huge beer drinker, so I can't I can't comment really. Okay. But was... I'm sort of getting like Bloody Mary vibes. It was like a green beer, a uh, green tomato color. Interesting. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Okay. The next part of RSVP is the V, which stands for visions. And I am going to challenge you to envision your dream event. Okay, there are no limitations. There are no budgets. There is no physics that needs to stop you from doing whatever you wish to do. Mm -hmm. What would be your dream event? Uh, So like I said, I think it's the wow um, and creating how I felt in Canada is how I want to make people feel when we do incentives um, and it's a lot harder to wow people nowadays like a lot of people travel off their own back um, people have access to a lot more of these things so I think it would have to be somewhere that no one can access themselves um, so I'd like to go to the moon I, yes love <laughs> that the sky is not the limit in yeah. this instance the um, moon I would like to when, when I was thinking about this I would love to do if budget was endless I'd love to do a program that incorporates everything that we're trying uh, advocate so sustainability and csr and giving back and making a real the program fully sustainable and like we mentioned going to the moon you can look at earth and see what we're doing to it <laughs> that's great um, yeah so yeah i know the moon is probably very unrealistic but i think at some stage we will start going to the moon and to me, that is that is the wow. Uh, it's somewhere that untraveled, and that's what people look for when they're doing incentives. Yeah, in particular, I like I like the idea of like being on the moon, looking at the planet, thinking about sustainability, giving back to the planet. You know, and and as you say, the, the, no rules. In, yeah, you, and I don't be, think traveling to the moon is very sustainable. So I probably can completely no, contradict. It myself. would be. It would okay. be in this stream. In this stream, yeah. because you just teleport. Yeah, fine. It's just oh, instant, okay, great. So immediate I'm not teleporting. Even, no, okay, no jet fuel involved. Perfect. Well, then that's even more sustainable. Yeah, sign me up. Exactly. And I think there's something about seeing the planet and thinking about sustainability because every sustainability event, you don't you don't get that and. I've never been to space, but what I've heard from like astronauts on TV <laughs> all those and stuff. friends that you've got that have yeah, been all, to the moon. <laughs> all, 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 my, all my astronaut friends, you know, we went for a drink. Um, they, I feel like they always say, and they're, they're usually American, and they're like, you know, that moment that you leave the Earth's atmosphere, you look out and you see that planet and it just takes your breath away. You know, like, I feel like you'd, you'd, you'd harness that moment and then you'd be like, and do you want to save this planet? <laughs> exactly. Look, look what you've done. I think we need to go back and sort it out. And almost those like football, you know, the pundits where they like start circling players and circling this and doing that and highlighting elements. You can just point at the planet and be like, right, you see this area here? Yep. <laughs> and it just highlights, you know, yep. that, that bit there. That, that's, that's the whole of Europe. Yeah, yep. we need to do something about that. This is an issue. This yep. is an issue here as well. <laughs> the final part of RSVP mm-hmm. is the pains. This is my favourite part because... People write in, they listen to our podcast, and then they send us their anonymous confessions. And all you have to do is, is listen and react. You know? Great. The hard part is done for you. Yeah, I love this. So, here is this week's confession. <clears throat> Dear Callum, I was listening to a previous episode where you talked about an event planner that ruined their bedsheets and then had to face the hotel staff. To put this into context, can I have that story as well? (laughs) To put this into context, uh, they may have perhaps lost control of their 
excretion capabilities nice. and uh, then were super embarrassed because well, let's just say that the, the staff made it kind of clear that they knew, you know? Um, wow. So it was a bit awkward. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Anyway, well, I have a story that certainly flips things on their head. I was on a found trip to a wonderful destination, staying in a beautiful resort, the kind of hotel that must certainly be maintained daily, as there wasn't a single scuff, mark, or imperfection to be found. Sounds like my kind of hotel, to be honest. I'm so OCD. (laughs) I I notice these things. After a day of activities in the local area, we'd made it back to the hotel earlier than planned, which is absolutely unheard of on a fam trip. Absolutely. They all overrun, don't they? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you've got four minutes to get ready for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great, thanks. And so I headed to my room for some much-needed downtime before our evening dinner plans. I really hope I wasn't on this fam trip, whoever's written this in. (laughs) Well, we'll find out. (laughs) Okay, keep going. I'm I'm really interested (laughs) because if you were, this is going to be great. However, when I entered my room, something seemed off. My spidey sense was tingling. This was confirmed by a noise that told me someone else was in my room. Oh. I looked around and soon discovered that this intruder was not only in my room, they were using my toilet. Oh. I've, I've checked into hotels before where they've given me someone else's room. So I'm, I, I would think it was that. But it goes on. I waited. They flushed. And then... Where, where, where are they waiting? Outside the toilet door? Or outside the room? Or? I'm hoping it's a suite. I'm I, really hoping I, it's I'm a suite. I'm not sure I would have waited outside the, the door, but yeah. Yeah, there are, there are some small hotel rooms <laughs> yeah. that that would be so awkward. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping they... I'm picturing like a, a three-room suite yeah. and they're just in the living room waiting or something. But yeah, that's such a good point. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of them in this like tiny little box room, just like there. Standing outside listening. Like a, outside like a frosted glass door as well. No. Um, I waited, they flushed, and then as they left the bathroom, I realised that my bog stealer was, in fact, the handyman. Oh. I, yeah. <laughs> he looked at me rather sheepishly, apologised, and then left without another word. Do they not have, like, staff toilets in a hotel? Right? And also, like, and- even if you were, like, maintaining something in that specific room, like, I don't know, you're... you're touching up the skirting or there's been a complaint or something if you need to go don't go in the room maybe he had a dodgy tummy well maybe maybe. you know those times when you gotta go you gotta go (laughs) i'm trying to just give him the benefit of the doubt here you're you're kinder than me (laughs) I, i have no this is unforgivable i still don't know how i should have reacted but clearly he's doing a good job despite his lack of boundaries because the hotel was immaculate yeah, that's, that's a tough one, isn't it? You know, the hotel looks great, but the handyman is just absolutely ruining... And, like, did she go... Or he, sorry, I shouldn't presume. Um, go and say anything to the... Like... I don't know. I don't know. The confession ends there. Dun, I, need dun, more dun. Inf- I need more information. Would you? I think I would. If there was a man in my room using my toilet, I think I probably would go and say something. Um, it's more embarrassing for him than... For whoever found. Yeah, but also, do you know what the other thing is? Is like, this is me just stereotyping, like, the idea of a handyman. But I'm picturing quite a large, (laughs) hairy, 
like I pictured bald actually so that's interesting it's yeah. interesting the way that yeah. we're picturing this I was picturing I'm, I'm picturing someone that's ruined that room at least for their nostrils you know <laughs> I think I'd want to move rooms oh, 100% 100% yeah. I would want to move rooms but I don't know and if I, I think would... I'd need to know if it was a one or a two I, I reckon it's a two if she waited or he if they waited I'm thinking like I'm a guy we're usually in and out if it's not if it's not the you second. are not in and out of any bathroom Callum you are the longest shower I've ever met. This Not that true. I've ever been in a shower with Callum. Can I, I just say? <laughs> oh my God. I'm More confessions just coming out here. Amy's <laughs> like, yeah, I just watch him shower regularly. No, yes, I agree. When we've been on fam trips, I'm usually the one who's late because I've spent 40 minutes in the shower. But that's the complete opposite. That's, cl- that's extra cleaning myself. This is, this is dirtying a room. <laughs> this, this is very much unforgivable behavior. I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I need to move rooms. What would you do if you were running an incentive and one of your, like, delegates came to you and said, this has happened? I'd be mortified. It, I mean, that's a yeah. once-in-a-lifetime experience. And that would, that would then be, they need to be moved and they need to be upgraded and a very stern word with a hotel manager. Mm. Especially if it's a female walking into her room, that's her sp- safe space, and there's a man in there, like... There yeah, is something about yeah. that as well, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's like, because, you know, they sort of joked about it in the confession, but the idea of coming into your room and, and your, your spidey sense tingling. Yeah, and you know. You yeah. know when someone's in your space. Um, yeah. But it's never happened to me, so let's hope yeah. it doesn't. Well, it's funny because, I mean, at the end of the day, hotel rooms, we, we know that they're used by, like, a million people yeah. before us, and yet for some reason we have this, like, illusion in our head. When it's your it's, turn to be in there, it's your space. Yeah, it's yeah. never been touched by anyone else. No. It's a brand new room. Although I'll never have a bath. You'll never have a bath in a hotel room? No. I find it very strange, unless it's a really nice bath, I find it strange that people have been in a bath for a prolonged period, of, like, sat naked in a bath for a prolonged period of time. I find it very strange. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel strange sitting naked where someone's been sat naked, if that makes any sense. But right. I will sleep in the bed. I don't, I've got no context for this. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I'm really confused <laughs> because I'm like, the bed is arguably where but worse the, things happen. But the sheets are cleaned, right? And I know the bar's cleaned, but I, yeah, I just don't like a hotel bath. I'm sorry. There you go. Well, no, no. I'm sure there's many hotels thinking, good, we can, give her the, we can give her the room that doesn't have a bath in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great. It. Give me a great shower any day. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, uh, finding out that you don't like baths um, and exposing me for a... Can I just clarify? I like baths in my own bath. (laughs) I have a nice bath in my house and I do wash. All right, don't show off now. (laughs) I do wash. I have a a wonderful bath, actually. (laughs) Yeah, when I helicopter home, I often have fantastic baths. My roll-top bath, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, (laughs) lovely for you. Um, Well, on that note, thank you so much. It's been wonderful and um, I'm glad I finally managed to get you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. 